Welcome to Leadership Life Podcast. I'm Kelly Bubolts, your reality check mixing leadership theory and practical application together that fits into our daily actions. Let's dig in. Today we're going to talk about team building. Team building is super crucial right now because not only do we have turnover in the workforce, we have baby boomers exiting, we have turmoil in the communities because of the chaos of the pandemic. Things are changing. Technology is advancing at a fast pace. We need to create some stability and community within our organizations, within our teams. So we all know that you should probably be doing team meetings by now. If you don't know how to do that or don't have support to do that, I want you to connect with me and we can make a plan. When people think of team building activities, they think of whole day retreats, they think of catch me falling off a table events. That is long gone. Not only because of pandemic, but people just don't have time Workforces don't have time to be away for a whole day. So team building activities can be as small as five minutes. And really what you're doing is you're humanizing the employees within the workforce. You're creating that community, that tribe that they're going to lean on each other. And I'm going to give you three team building activities during this episode and what you can use and do within five to ten minutes that are fun and exciting. The first one is the symbols game. Do this online, do this in a conference room at your next team meeting, but basically I want you to pick three generic symbols that you can just see anywhere. Like it would almost be a clip art type of of symbol. Um, the, The ones I've seen are a rainbow, a black dot, and a red squiggly line ball. What you're gonna do is you're gonna write each symbol on its own separate piece of paper. Just grab any kind of typing paper and I want you to tape it on the wall or place it somewhere on the table and ask everyone to stand by a symbol that resonates with them closely. Or if you have a lot of leaders on your team, ask them their leadership style, which symbol resonates with them. You could really do any versions of this related to your department. When you do work, which symbol do you think would explain your style? Now again, why I stick to three is you get more than three, the discussion's gonna be an hour long. If you do less than three, there's not enough choices. So stick with three generic symbols. Now you're gonna get all different answers. Say we have five people standing around the black dot symbol. You're gonna get five different answers, which is so cool because when everyone's standing at that symbol, then you're gonna ask, you're gonna go to each symbol and you're gonna ask, why did you, go, why did you stand here? Explain to me why you stand here. Explain to the group why you stood here and not the other places. And they're gonna tell you what that black dot means to them. They're gonna tell you their leadership style, why the black dot explains that style. And they're all different answers. It's such a cool experience. And what you're doing is they're just resonating with a symbol, something very simple as that, but they're each learning about each other and kind of what they value at their core. So say we have someone that stood by that black dot and they said, this black dot resonated with me because it's the unknown, it's opportunity, it's innovation. Wow, that stuff is really important to that person. That's noted within the team. Another great thing to do with these symbols is afterward, ask them how they like it. Do they like the activities? Would they rather do more personal activities? Take it even a step further. Now, you don't have to do these weekly. I would suggest to do it monthly. And again, five to 10 minutes will make such a big impact because what we're doing is we're humanizing the team. So that's activity one. Another team activity you can try is called mismatch. 
and you can also probably YouTube or look it up on the internet, but basically it's a memory game, but it's all based off of communication. So take everyone out of the conference room. This one, unfortunately, is going to have to be in person, a physical game. And you're going to have everyone leave the conference room, and you're going to have a couple pairs of cards, playing cards. And I would say 10 to 12 pairs ready for you. And I want you to put them upside down, put about 8 pairs, 8 to 10 pairs, so not all of them, and mix them up and put them in a nice grid. So 4 by 4 or 3 by 5 however many cards you have out there. And make sure that they're all pairs. Now, one person comes in. No one else can see the table at this time. One person comes in. They turn over two cards. They remember where they're positioned. They can't take pictures. They cannot take notes. All they do is look, flip over two cards, flip them back over, and they leave the room, just like the game memory. When they go to the hallway, their job is to communicate those two cards and where they're located. Then, the second person in line comes in. No one else again can see in the room. They come in, they flip over two cards, trying to make a match, flip them back over, and they leave the room. They then communicate to their team the two cards they flipped over, where they're located, and so forth. And this goes on through the line, and the line stays consecutive. Now, once they get two pairs or three pairs, I want you to add in those extra cards. You can add in any cards, really, because what you're going to do is create some dysfunction. This game is all based on team communication. And because they can't take pictures, because they can't take notes, they're relying on memory, what they're saying, and listening skills. So they think that they're going to get a couple wins, and they will. But then you're going to mix up the game. If you're on like a little tray table or a coffee table, spin the table around so now everything is backwards. You can also stand at another side of the table so now it's disoriented about where, where all the cards are in comparison to where you were standing. You can also exchange out just a bunch of the cards for new cards that don't even match. So now that they think the ball is rolling, they think where most of the cards are, they're going to get all these pairs. But the next person that comes in they're going to turn over two cards and they're not going to be what the group said they would be. Here's the dysfunction. If you can even do this before they get through the whole line, that new person doesn't even know that anything has been changed. If you go through the whole line and get back to that first or second person again, they're going to know that something changed. Either where you were standing, they're going to know that the card numbers are different. They're going to know that the grid looks different. So if you can do it before you repeat that same line, even better. But the dysfunctional part is what you're shooting for. Give them a couple wins and then make it dysfunctional by exchanging out cards. What this is doing is creating a sense of chaos that comes in naturally in our work world, right? You put all the puzzle pieces together and it falls apart and then the team starts snapping on each other or communi communicating ineffectively. So what you're doing here is you're practicing that. And you're staying out of all the conversations in the hallway during this point. You are just a facilitator of the cards. They're going to come in. They're going to flip over two cards. They think that they're going to get a match. It's not even the cards that they thought it was. There's confusion. There's chaos. Sometimes there's verbal fighting. Not in an aggressive or harassment way, but in a frustration way. And then you're gonna, they're, you're, they're going to send in another person. And they're going to notice that something's wrong because those two cards are not what the group said it was going to be. And you're going to see this downfall of communication in the team. Now, when people get fed up, they don't want to come in anymore, or they realize what happened, what you're going to do is 
the game is done. You're going to invite everyone back in and you're going to ask um, how they felt when they were getting pairs and how they think the communication went at that point. After the conversation's done there, you're going to ask them, how do you think the conversation went when you weren't getting pairs, when the game changed? And you're going to see a lot of what happens in our natural workload when people don't communicate effectively, that they're frustrated, that there's distress, that they want to give up, that they want to quit this game. That happens naturally when things go awry, right? So it's a good group discussion about what can, what can you do to support each other better during those times of chaos and change so that you can stay communicative like the first part of the game. Being trained to be a leadership workshop trainer, we did this game. So we're all being trained as trainers. And it was a long four days. We all had jet lag. And again, we were international, so a lot of us didn't know each other that well beforehand. We got to know each other really well through this workshop. But we played that game on day four, completely exhausted. And there was people that were quitting. They were going and just sitting down and playing with their phones. There were people that were swearing. There was like two of us that still wanted to play the game to figure this out. We didn't want to quit. And it was complete dysfunction, even with the people that knew exactly what this activity was probably trying to do for the workshop. When I held the workshop with other teams, there was all different responses to this game. There were some that kept fighting, that wanted to figure it out no matter everything's changing. There was teams that wanted to quit, complete together. There was teams that got extremely frustrated with us as the facilitators that we slighted them. <laughs> um, it's a really fun game. So that game is mismatch. I would give that game about 15 minutes but it's really dynamic on communication and how the team can support each other in times of change and chaos. The third team activity is also a card game, and I call this activity, I don't know the true name for it, but I call it the bargain game. So what you're going to do is you're going to take a deck of cards, and I would take about half for a smaller group, take the whole deck for a bigger group. Each card you're going to cut into four pieces. So each card is four pieces. And then I want you to take all those pieces and put it in a series of envelopes. Now, depending on the group you have, this might be five envelopes big, this might be 10 envelopes big, probably no more than 10 envelopes. Spread the pieces as evenly as you can across that. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna then break up the group into that four or 10 groups of envelopes. However envelopes you have is the amount of teams you have. Now, they're gonna try to put together in a certain amount of time as many cards as they can and they're willing to bargain with people as long as it's a, as long as it's a this for that a one for one you can set the timer for five minutes and what the teams are going to do is they're going to try to piece together what's in their envelope first and then during that time they're going to realize they don't have a lot of pieces to make some of their cards so they're going to go to other groups to try to trade one piece for one piece of theirs come back to the group, finish off a card. The interesting thing that happens with this bargain game is you're gonna have very outspoken leaders step up and the unspoken leaders stay at the stations. And there's all different stuff that you should be watching for. Your job as a facilitator of this is just to observe behaviors. You're gonna let the group speak about behaviors as well, but I want you to do a lot of observations about who's stepping up, who's stepping back, the techniques used, 
I've seen this where people have stepped up on their chairs and yelled, I need a six of clubs corner. Or you see people just going from one group to one group at a speedy fast pace. The goal is to have as many cards put together as possible within your group. Now the interesting thing is one time I used this activity and everyone went to the center table and put their pieces out there and then everyone got an equal amount of cards at the end. They traded to make sure that everyone had equal cards. It was a beautiful thing to see. I've only seen that once though, is that everyone succeeded at the same pace because they all came together. That's really what you want. But the, the winning part of this game is not how many people actually got their cards together. The winning part of this is how they exercise their leadership skills to get a task done in a very tight deadline. So after this is done, the five minutes rings true. You see who had the most cards. You ask each team what worked, what didn't work, what do they think they could have done better, and then ask them how they can apply this in the workforce when you have a tight deadline. What type of things could they do together to make sure it runs more effectively so that they can be more successful? And just let them talk about it. It's a wonderful thing. The other thing that might come out is pet peeves. I asked some people, what didn't they like about this activity? And it turned into a pet peeve situation. So then we went around the group and talked about your biggest pet peeve. So roll with this activity, the bargain game, and see what comes out of it. But the, the goal is for you to observe behaviors and have them talk about that and how we can be more productive and supportive of each other when we're in those chaotic deadline times. So team building doesn't have to be catch me when I fall or long day retreats. It can be five to 10 minute activities that are fun in which they're trying to achieve a game goal, but the end result is they're learning something about teamwork. They're learning about communication. They're learning about how they can be more successful together than apart. If you're looking for more team activities or would like me to facilitate one, please reach out for any of my workshop services or team building activities. I'll see you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit the follow button so you don't miss out on all we have to sort out yet. Share this podcast with others to bring leaders clarity to this crazy, fast-paced world we live in today. Make an impact, lead from within, and you can't go wrong 